You're listening to episode 109 of Two Views Movies on Angel Has Fallen. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking Gerard Butler's Angel Has Fallen, one of, one of your favorite franchises, I believe. I would say the franchise is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. That, that was a low blow to start with. I, I know you're a big fan of Olympus Has Fallen. But then I think you were not a fan of London, if I remember correctly. No, no. And I don't, I can't honestly say I've made it all the way through London Has Fallen without falling asleep. <laughs> That's always a good stamp of Including approval. theaters. I think I may have nodded off somewhere in the middle in the theaters because I, I truly can't think of how it ended. But I, I own it and I've tried to, I've tried to watch <laughs> it a few times and each time I, I fall asleep. Oh, well, if that doesn't give our listeners the Carson Graff seal of approval for London Has Fallen, because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you are not a sleep in theaters guy. So no. I will say, and especially with an action movie, uh, that, that's, that's almost unheard of. I think it was just the monotonous gunfights. Like everything was it, it just constant gunfight. While Olympus Has Fallen, much better movie. We can get into that a little bit later. Okay, so just for our listeners' sake, contrast that with, say, like John Wick, which some would argue is constant gunfights and we love. No, that's fighting and gunfights. Oh, okay. It's like gunfire, like them running away in gunfire. Now, mind you, I I don't remember (laughs) much of it. I just remember it's just gunfire. And it's just, if if my recollection is that it's constant gunfire and nothing else <laughs> and that's probably because again i keep sleeping through it so <laughs> sleeping through constant gunfire i mean that i see your point though it just becomes like so mundane and monotonous that it's just constantly like all right whatever there's nothing new here yes yes but i i did rewatch uh olympus has fallen uh since angel has fallen thinking did i did I have a false sense of how good this movie was when I watched it? And I still enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it very well. I thought everything about uh, Olympus Has Fallen was, was very good, minus some special effects, but but that's okay. Uh, but they had a different director for every movie in this series, so I don't I don't fault the series for changing because uh, it's completely different, other than Gerard. Okay. Gotcha. See, I, I didn't know any of that. And I've, I've pretty much followed your lead on this whole franchise. If memory serves me correctly, I think you saw Olympus and then were like raving about it. I mean, not like you thought it was like the greatest movie of all time, but you were like, well, it's way better than what it, it should have been. And so I went out and watched it. I was like, yeah, this is solid. Wait, you know, much better than I thought a Gerard Butler, Aaron Eckhart movie would be. And then I think when you kind of shat all over London, I was like, well, then I'm not going to go watch it. I mean, if, if Carson thought London was no good, then it doesn't really deserve my attention. And then this one just happened to have the benefit of not having any other movies to watch in the end of August. So it's like, all right, well, why not? Angel Has Fallen, it is. Yeah, it. Uh, I think just the sheer brutality of Olympus Has Fallen as he's wa- going through the White House and 
and it's almost John Wick like a year before John Wick, you know, and mm-hmm. he's surgically, you know, popping them in the head, you know, a couple taps to the the chest and one in the head, and just it's just so violent that you know it's it's cool. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch it. I, I I checked my letterbox rating and I gave it a three, and I, I'd be curious to know what I think about it now in hindsight, and I'd be lying if I said. Angel has fallen has not jaded a little bit of that because I it's almost hard for me to believe though there were good gunfights in Olympus after watching Angel just because it, it felt so generic that but you, to your point there, if there's been three different directors then you know that can change an entire movie very different movies very different movies all right well then let's get into this uh, before we do got to give a shout out to Blue Springs Eight for sponsoring this week's episode it's probably too late for you to go see angel has fallen there but we are talking it chapter two next week which gives you plenty of time to head out there get your reserved seats in the nice recliners grab a few drinks so you can get all loosened up to get scared for it chapter two and then uh, rejoin us so go out to blue springs eight on seven highway out in blue springs and, and catch it yeah because we're a couple weeks late on uh, angel has fallen because we had uh, a week uh sabbatical there yep it's our routine august week vacation when we go to vegas and forget about the podcast forget about work and focus on fantasy football and all that vegas has to offer so we've had a week now to recover so we should be good to go sounds like we've both got our wits about us it seems longer than that because i feel like vegas takes you know a couple years off our life and it feels like we haven't been (laughs) been at this for a while <laughs> vegas is like the time dilation in interstellar like when you get near it things just are weird i mean i, I left and you know when i came home my son was graduating college like where did the where did the last four years go things just get weird in vegas <laughs> but we have our teams and we're ready for the next four months of you know if we come on here and one of us is just very very angry it's either the chiefs are losing and our fantasy team's losing or one or the other right I will tell you, if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt, it's just going to be an episode of cussing, no matter what it is. For the next nine months until next <laughs> yes. season? Yes. We'll just have to have long bleeps on our episodes, because I'll just go like full uh, Boondock Saints Tourette's in the middle of each episode. We'll just randomly <laughs> be talking about something, and I'm going to start cussing that Patrick Mahomes got hurt. Well, don't even bring that on us here. <laughs> let's, let's hit us with the blurb. All right, let's go. Secret Service agent Mike Banning is framed for the attempted assassination of the president and must evade his own agency and the FBI as he tries to uncover the real threat. Super generic, and we've seen it a million times. No, no, but this time he's framed. (laughs) Right, that's never happened. It's never happened (laughs) that the guy closest to the president gets framed. It's really original. Directed by Rick Roman Waugh, who I had to look up. He did a 2008 movie called Felon with uh, your boy Stephen Dorff and Val Kilmer. He did Snatch in 2013 with your real boy, The Rock. And then he did Shot Caller in 2017 with Jamie Lannister. So The Kingslayer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got, I will say, I mean, I can't speak to Felon, and I think I've seen half of Snitch, but it's an interesting pedigree there. I can see how it would translate into Angel Has Fallen. I enjoyed Snitch. It's a it's a different kind of rock movie, um, but definitely not a, a all out action movie. Well, like I, I think it was before he hit his stride with his formula. <laughs> his, uh, yeah, the old the old rock of everyone's going to be happy and no one's going to actually die and uh, everyone's going to be, you know, happy ending. Yeah, exactly. This is when he was still taking probably most anything that came across his his table. But well, no, he gets to this was. This was actually one of his uh, first 
attempts at just straight drama. Like he oh. doesn't, he's not like the rock. He's a truck driver. <laughs> yeah. And no, he's not, he's not Lincoln Hawk. Um, <laughs> Damn it. But like, you don't have that uh, feat of strength, you know, in the movie. He's a, he's a dad and he's wow. a truck driver. Yeah, it's not like uh, anything else that he's done. It, it's worth a worth a look see. All right, well, go check it out. I, I need to watch it all. I've seen bits and pieces, so I'm not as familiar with it. Definitely not as well versed with Dwayne's catalog as you are. Well, you definitely should be. <laughs> I'll get there at some point. All right, so rounding out the cast for Angel Has Fallen: Gerard Butler, Morgan Freeman, Jada Pinkett Smith, Lance Reddick, Nick Nolte, and Danny Houston. Take it away on this one, Carson. This is your franchise. Like I said, you, you tell us where you want to go with this. So can we see, can we start over the top and the title? Okay. Is this the most forced title you've ever seen? Um, to fit I, I, in a has fallen. Are you? Know, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you are you saying that the title was forced before it was used in the movie? Or are you saying that the usage in the movie was forced? Uh, I'm saying it was forced before the movie. I'm saying they tried to use it in the movie just to make it make sense. Because you put Angel has fallen in this movie, like I don't, I don't get it. Because Olympus has fallen. You know, they, they mentioned that that's the White yeah. House. London mm-hmm. has fallen. Clearly, it's the entire city of London. Angel has fallen. That doesn't make any sense to anybody. And so there's one throwaway line from a reporter in this. <laughs> right. This is the, the president's guardian angel, you know, has fallen, you know, and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's how you squeeze this into, into the movie. I thought that was a, a, a piss poor attempt at, at keeping the has fallen in the title. And yeah. I couldn't think of anything else. No, you're exactly right. I, I didn't even it, really make it, think about Make it Banning Has Fallen, you know? I mean, if, if it's a trilogy, at least just throw his name in there or something. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have worked because I'm not sure that... Better than Angel. Uh, I, I actually would disagree with you there because at least Fallen Angel has a certain you know linguistic connotation to it where people get it. I mean... I, I've seen Olympus has fallen. You said Banning has fallen. I mean, what the hell is that? Like, it's not like he's the you know a, a signature character that everybody should know by name. It's not like you're saying Creed has fallen or Rocky has fallen, where people are like, oh, okay, I immediately know who that's about. You're like, Banning has fallen. What the hell are you talking but, about? But it's the third movie in a trilogy, and you'd like to think people have seen the first two, even though I think most people who've seen this haven't seen the first two, which is weird for a trilogy like this. Yeah, but I would almost say that if you called it banning has fallen and I think people would be less inclined to think that it belongs to the Olympus and London has fallen than angel has fallen. I think they'd be like, wait, is this a, is this a separate movie? Is this a, is this a drama about a guy who fell off the wagon? He's, he's a drunk now. And it's a, you know, Amazon prime drama versus when you say angel has fallen, it has that kind of shitty rock band connotation with it. That seems to fit perfectly with Olympus has fallen and uh, London has fallen. Like it, it feels like, you know, that, that butt rock music where like if stained had released an album called angel has fallen, like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then it makes me think of this franchise. So I'm going to disagree with you. I think angel has fallen is it's a bad title. So I will agree with you there, but I think it's fine in the context of this franchise. No, I, I, and the fact that they even had to throw away that, that line in there and, and, and the way, I mean, it's not like they even use it as his code name or something. You know, like even the Secret Service could have used that at some point of, well, you're the guardian angel now or something like that, opposed to some random reporter trying to be cute. Sure. I will not dispute that at all. I I think uh, I'm with you half the way there, but I think banning has fallen is is terrible. It sounds like a uh, 
like something that'd be on a CBS sitcom. Whereas Angel Has Fallen, I know oh, exactly I, I, what I franchise agree. we're talking about. I agree. I don't think either one of them are good, but <laughs> the other, but Angel just doesn't. And the reporter wasn't even on screen, you know? It was as he's walking out and some, they like, oh, hey, we never actually mentioned Angel at all in this movie. You know, how do we, how do we get this in there? Hey, when he's walking yeah. out, you know, let's, let's just throw this over. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. Oh, sure. I mean, the, the writing in this movie is so terrible that you know I, I could see everybody around the table nodding at that and loving this like oh, oh yeah we worked angel has fallen in gold <laughs> speaking of the writing i'm gonna mean, have to jump to this the we are lions we are lions why am i drawing a blank help me out when they uh, so they're he invites his his friend over for dinner oh and, yes and they're yes, sitting I on the you. back patio and he's and they said no we're lions and i'm like okay great that's gonna come back and so i'm waiting for the lions line to reemerge. And I actually thought it was going to be during the firefight on the roof. I thought they were going to be shooting guns at each other and he was going to yell back, you know, something, you know, some dialogue, of, <laughs> you know, of course you're still here because we're lions, you know, some garbage <laughs> like that. And I was like, and then when, when he shot him and he fell down, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, we're not going to get that. And then he, that's his last words before he dies. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You're, you are being awfully generous calling that rooftop showdown a firefight, by the way. Well, it wasn't Boondock Saints firefight. Well, but it was no, a firefight. I mean, okay. It, th- that was the one of the weakest, like, final good guy versus bad guy showdowns I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, let's hide behind a few AC units and shoot one clip at each other terribly. And then, you know, do the whole, okay, throw the guns and go at it hand to hand with a little bit of knives. And then that's over pretty quickly. It was just, it was truly miserable. When And I thought there was a few other action scenes in the movie that were actually halfway good for a movie of this quality. But that final fight was no good. No good at all. So I have figured out that you never want to pull the knife first because you'll never end with it. Like that's a, that's, that's just a rule of thumb. If you pull the knife first, you're, you're done. Yeah. But they pulled him close to the same time, didn't they? Well, then he'd disarm him and and take his knife and then use, use it against him like they do. I thought they both threw down their guns at the same time and then both ripped out their knives at the same time. Oh, I thought old old Hudson, not Hudson, Houston. Houston. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're splitting hairs on a, a, world-class terrible ending to a movie with a <laughs> terrible fake skyline in the background and clearly CGIing things on top of a well, I, I, didn't, Just... I didn't mean I didn't mean to jump all the way to the end with with the lions but you you talked about the writing and that was just just right there for the for the taking there I hated that I was waiting for it. I knew he was going to bring it back because you can't drop that into their little conversation on the patio and not bring it back later that's just right. that's just key for a movie like this. (laughs) So, staying on the writing, and we'll stay on that scene, this whole movie is just lifted from every generic action movie that has existed since. I mean, even going back to like the Van Damme and Seagal days in the 90s, it's just everything is been done before and they don't even care to try and make it original they're just redoing it all like the friend who shows up and they're all there the the meeting on the porch and they're reminiscing and telling stories about how good the one guy is and they're such good friends and i mean you're just sitting there going you're bad i know you're bad one because that's how the story always plays out but two you cast a guy who is always bad the powers booth rule was totally in effect for this where there was zero chance that this happens but 
it's like all the motions that they put the person through. And you touched on it earlier about the whole, he's the, the secret service agent who saved the world and the president already twice, but we're not going to believe him because we found some Russian money in his account. And like, Oh God, it was so infuriating and that it just wanted to be as plain as humanly possible. Well, they did throw in a, a twist that we've never seen before. It was the vice president. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And again, I'll talk about the casting on that. As soon as I saw that guy, they cast the skeeviest little guy as uh, as the vice yeah. president. Like he again, he showed up on screen as like you are bad, and then they showed the voice changer giving orders. I'm like, oh, I wonder who this is. And the fact that they stuck with it is amazing. Like it just goes to show you they put no effort into writing this because we just watch movies. We don't write movies. We've never taken a film class. But you can't tell me that somebody wasn't sitting around the table going, guys, we're, we're really going to have it be the friend who's the bad guy, and it's going to be the vice president who's giving him orders through a voice changer, and we're going to cast two guys who are always shitheads in movies. Like They're going to know what this is in the first 10 minutes, and they, and they still Well, and I think they, they knew that because, I mean, the bad guy was the bad guy in the trailer. So they tried to, to hide that his friend was going to go bad after oh, watching Oh, I didn't them. see the... Yeah, after watching the movie and trailer guys, like, yeah, they made no attempt to make this, you know, some sort of twist. I'd be surprised if the vice president, you know, they didn't mention that in the in the trailer, too, because it's like that's very generic. But actually, when it comes down to the voice changing, I'm like, okay, we have two suspects, one, the obvious vice president two the head of the Secret Service that's about to retire. Those are your only choices. Sure. And I was actually hoping that it was the uh, uh, the Secret Service is that made a little bit more sense, you know, retiring and trying to make money on his way out or something. Right. I don't know. And then even in the hospital scene, you're kind of waiting for him to do something. But the vice president is basically off screen the entire movie. Yeah. It doesn't even matter that he was the inside guy. They didn't even need an inside guy at that point. Yeah. And and the way that resolved itself, I think he ends up getting arrested, but it's almost like the way Morgan Freeman talks to him. He's like, it, he he said a few things where I was like, wait, are they just going to, like, he said we're going to walk you out the front door, but I was like, are they just kind of letting him go? He Is he not in trouble for, for what he did? But I, I just, at that point, I was done caring and not going to think about it too much. I probably wasn't paying attention. Well, no, Morgan Freeman said, uh, I thought about just, you know, m- making your life miserable for the next four years or whatever. Like, that was, that was one. Yeah. It's either, That's you know... Right. Put you for high treason, you know, or or just mess with you as vice president for four years. I'm like, really? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> is <laughs> so that really something you're toying with? God. Okay, so one more on the bad writing note. When he needs help and he goes looking for a house in the middle of the woods and he finds Nick Nolte, I was so... I was so annoyed with that because I'm like, damn it, I, I know it's going to be his dad. I mean, there's zero chance that this is not his dad. And that's not even remembering the other two movies and if they've ever mentioned his dad or anything. But it's clearly an older guy who's a ex-military whatever. And then Gerard Butler, the way he says it, it's I couldn't tell if he was overacting or almost like being facetious with it because he says something like, yeah, well, it's good to see you two again dad like that i was like oh well, see he does that in God. the he does that in the trailer where he drops the dad so you know he's his dad and it was really at just like you mentioned at the end of a line but at the end of that same line in the movie they didn't do it and then it's like oh okay so it wasn't as bad as i 
as I thought it was going to be. But then they dropped it really heavy at the end of a different line. <laughs> and so, Good Lord. Dad. And, I'm like, and then about a scene later, he goes, don't call me son. I can call you dad, but don't call me son. Right. Like, that's weird. <laughs> it's because it's like random movie line generator, right? They, they they took the action movie formula, put it in a blender, and just started picking things out like Mad Libs and just putting them in to assemble this. But it sounds like there was no point in seeing this movie if you saw the trailer, which I'm glad I didn't see the trailer. Maybe I just didn't pay attention to it. But Oh, no. Yeah, all of this is in the trailer. So far, we, Jesus, we haven't, we haven't uncovered anything yet that wasn't in the trailer. Wow. So, I mean, and we've covered the big points in this movie now <laughs> as as far as plot goes. So I guess they were just like, well, people don't care about plot with Angel Has Fallen, so let's tell them what's there, and hopefully they'll be distracted by the action. Right, right. But I do want to go back to the yeah. uh, the voice modulation. That's the second time we've seen in, in just as many movies. You know, it was in uh, Hobbs mm-hmm. and Shaw with the voice, yep. the man behind the voice. And with as much uh, of these hackers that are around, don't you think that somebody could just go and deleted the uh, voice modulation and this is what he actually sounds like? <laughs> no, I'm not just well, waiting. Like in a matter yeah, of sure. seconds, I feel like they could just go, oh, yeah. and this is his voice. Right. I mean, it's movie logic in the sense that if they don't want to be able to unscramble it, they'd be like, well, it's encrypted with a 120-bit binary, blah, 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 and we wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> but then if it was like, you know, if they needed to, to get the plot moving along, they would have, you know, Ludacris being able to type it in and being like, oh, I, I reverse engineered the voice modulation and I cross-checked it with a satellite that's going through and I found out that it's this person. I mean, yes, <laughs> it, they could if they wanted to. Pull that up. Pull that voice up again. Yeah. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Or it's somebody as big and stupid as Vin Diesel, and then you just know who it is even with the voice modulation. Slow that down. <laughs> <laughs> the way oh, he my says, God. Yeah. So, so needless to say, it, it was, uh, was top-notch, top, top marks for the writing in the plot. Yeah, and even the action was not all that good, in my opinion. So... Uh, going back, going back to the trailer. On that note, you you see Nick Nolte with his uh, napalm bombs, his mm-hmm. you know his uh, Rambo esque light him up in the forest type uh, booby yep. traps. So you know, obviously that that kind of takes away from that scene. Uh, so he he does the first uh, explosions, like yeah, we, we saw that and guys died, and then he kept doing it, and it got to the point of like they there were like six of them. And so I'm like, okay, this is, uh, this is getting excessive. And then it kept doing it and uh, to the point to where <laughs> I thought it was really funny. And I'm like, I'm glad yeah. they, they continued to do it. And so at first I was like, they ruined it. And then I was like, okay, this is just drawn out and this is dumb. And then they got to a point to where we're like Hobbs and Shaw level of, of how, <laughs> how many more of these does Nick Nolte have <laughs> plotted out in this forest and so i i really enjoyed that and it just so happened that all the bad guys were standing near every point of detonation that he had which i mean to, to your point he basically had the entire like five acres around his lodge rigged with explosives so he's bound to hit something well right and he knew which trigger was which because they cl- were clearly <laughs> of marked. course <laughs> god this movie something else man oh and then the other thing right after that you know when he figures out that it's his friend Oh, he sure. Calls, yeah. He calls his friend with the guy's phone. Yeah. And and the guy reveals his entire plot and told him that he framed him. Which, uh, he, so I might... would not record such phone call with said friend. <laughs> right. Send that over to the CIA. Or the yeah. FBI. I, 
And I feel like, uh, maybe I, again, missed this a little bit, but I, I felt like Gerard hadn't put together all the pieces of the puzzle yet. Well, he called him. Yeah. Well, he. I, th- I thought he was calling the agency because they knew they knew it was the security group that was behind it. But maybe I missed the part where Gerard then knew that his friend was the one who was in charge of the security stuff. Yeah. I guess he maybe yeah, knew that he was, I, because that's okay. that's where he was at the beginning of the movie. He was okay. with all them training. So. Oh, that's okay. right. That's right. But ba- ba- backing up. So, if you're going to frame a guy for murdering the president, assassinating the president of the United States. Okay, we're trying to set this guy up. You invite him to your military base <laughs> and then go over to his house mm-hmm. where his wife can say, yeah, he had dinner with this guy who also happens to have all of these army buddies that could have <laughs> killed all these people. Like, don't you think that you would have separated yourself a little bit from the situation at nope. least by a week? No, no, no. You got to stay real close. That's how this always works. You don't suspect the people that are that are real close to you that show up back in your life out of nowhere, that you're good friends to tell old, especially old war buddies. I mean, you go way back. You guys shared. You were in it together. No reason to distrust that. I mean, if you're if you're Jada and you're interviewing the wife, you know, I don't know. Have you seen him with anybody lately? Oh, yeah. Out of the blue, an old war buddy came by the other day. No, you no, know, there's no reason to question it. <laughs> I mean, come on, FBI. <laughs> now, I will say, I did not see uh, Jada getting uh, getting punked right there in the in the middle of the airfield. I didn't see oh, that yeah. coming. I, I totally thought. Well, I didn't think it was going to be the uh, you know the shot that comes from off screen because it was the main bad guy that was standing there holding the gun, and there was no chance he was going to die by anybody's hands other than Gerard Butler. But yeah, I, I was shocked that they went ahead and went with that. Although. They never really showed it on screen, so I just kind of laughed at myself. I'm like, okay, she'll be back for number four somehow. We'll we'll just we'll figure out how to explain this. Well, I thought they showed her dead though, didn't they? I I didn't think so. They show. I thought, and my what I remember is they showed her little partner with a bullet to the head, but then they cut to a different shot when they went to go show him shoot, and they they cut away where like you can see him pointing the gun down and shooting, but they never show her body. Is what I remembered. So I saw this two weeks ago. I saw an advanced screening. You saw this like yesterday. Yeah. I think Vegas really, really hit you hard because <laughs> I feel like you're struggling to remember. And this was a day ago for you. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention. I mean, this movie early, early on gave me not a lot of reason to pay attention to any of the details of this movie because I could have closed my eyes. I could have slept through half of this. And then if I if I had woken up and you said, hey, what happened? An angel has fallen. And I'd missed like the, everything but like the first 20 minutes. I'd be like, well, I mean, all right, I'm just going to take a stab at this. Uh, the best friend went bad and the vice president was behind it all, right? So, I mean, I got it. <laughs> I mean, so there was no <laughs> point in like really paying attention. And I think I just, my mind was probably wandering watching this because even the action wasn't that cool to keep me intent. I was just like, all right, let's get this over with. Come on, I know where this is going. And it... Just one of those things where it didn't didn't hold my attention at all. So jumping from script, because clearly it was, the top minds were, were on this script, uh, but to the director. So we had a little uh, misdirection, as they like to, to tell you a couple times. So they mentioned misdirection a few times, and then Gerard used it <laughs> and hid the president in the in the room next to the room that they were assaulting, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. The the way that they showed where he was was the most confusing camera angles <laughs> that like all of a sudden they start weaving him down hallways and you think that he's in another building completely and he's in the room next door. Right. 
Like, it's like there's a much easier way of showing that Morgan Freeman is in the room next door than whatever path that, that they decided to take there. Yeah, like, that was I, ridiculous. I, I think they felt like the confusion that they could convey through the visuals would make it seem like the plot was more intricate, if that makes any sense. Like, we've got nothing here, guys. He's just in the room next door. So let's do some cool camera movements and move it all around and maybe we'll confuse people so it seems cooler than what it is. I mean, it was, a, it was a cool idea. You protect this room with nobody in it, you know, and you put them off to the side. You know, that could have been shown more clearly than what they did. Right. Yeah, I, it looked like he was tucked up in the air ducts, and then you walk down this <laughs> hall, and then outside around the corner, and there's the president. Yep. You know? <laughs> Misdirection. Yeah. Misdirection. And then the other thing on this, you mentioned uh, the special effects that you were your favorite. Uh, Morgan Freeman uh, running from the collapsing building. <laughs> it was the most out of place green screen. Yep. I mean, the rest of the movie didn't look too bad, uh, but whenever Morgan Freeman was on screen, it was bad. And so him running from the, the building and then him standing next to Putin at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and so that they have him, him there and he's nobody else is moving, like smiling for the camera. And he's, just keeps turning around and has this big grin on his face and as happy as a claim to be in that, in that picture. God. Yeah. And that reminds me too, like they, they tried to infuse some modern day political stuff into all this. And just every time it was just grown worthy, like really guys, like is angel has fallen the place to be making political statements about, I mean, anything really, regardless of what you want to talk about or whatever. It's like, did you really have to throw in the Russian hacking Russians hacking the election? Like this is just not the time or place and nobody cares what the writers of angel has fallen has to say about anything. You're like, Oh yeah, you're right. They did yeah. do that. You know, I really didn't <laughs> buy into the whole Russians hacking the election thing, but angel has fallen made me really double think that I'm like, okay, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, it's just stupid. I, I did like the drones. I thought that was a, a cool way of these little mini drum, mini explosives. Yeah. I thought that was uh, the done. I didn't need them to have facial recognition, you know, as they were dive bombing. I thought that they were attacking <laughs> anybody who had a gun, you know, because it looked like every time you shot at them, that's who they were targeting. Sure. Um, I, but yeah, the, their facial recognition was a bit much, but. Uh, well, and then Gerard is like, don't move. They're attracted to movement. He tells everybody to stand still. I'm like, how do you know this, Gerard? And no, I don't want to stand still. <laughs> yeah, were, were they attracted? It seemed like it was every time someone started firing a gun at them. That's when they all turned directions. Well, maybe he said at some point, he either said like, stand still or don't shoot. Like he basically tried to get them to just stop. And I was like, that that is the dumbest thing ever. I mean, nobody's going to do that. And how do you know that from just watching these things for two minutes? Stand still. They have facial recognition software. Yeah, I mean, th it wasn't a bad idea, like, with the, the stuff. I just, you know, as with the rest of this movie, it's just really, really cheesy. I mean, you could have had him. I mean, it was, oh, convenient that, uh, you know, he got off the boat right when the attack came. You didn't have to have only his face was deemed right. unkillable. Well, I and mean, I kind of want to be your like... plot right there. It kind of, again, with with these movies where, you know, somebody's framed, it's like... Really, he, he would have set up like a thousand drones to come in right as he's leaving the boat instead of just like, you know, he could have just killed the president right there. I mean, I know he would want to get away, but it's just stupid stuff like that. It, terrible. So his concussions mm -hmm. have anything to do with the movie at all? 
no, I just think they were trying to go with the Dark Knight Rises slash Logan slash whatever. He's you know. not quite himself anymore. Yeah, Skyfall. The guy. Yeah, he he's broken down. He's been through. He's been through some shit, and uh, his body can't take it anymore, and all that kind of stuff. And so he just you know does the the macho tough guy where he's popping pills and surprised he wasn't washing his pills down with you know handles of alcohol and stuff like that but it's just <laughs> i think it was a way to try and make it him seem like you know he's been through some stuff i imagine next movie there'll be no mention of any of that you think there'll be another one why not what else is gerard doing well now he's the head of the secret service so what could possibly be fallen then oh well what's gonna pull him out of the desk job this time <laughs> true yeah i mean sure, he didn't like the desk job last time uh-uh nope We'll have another one. Gotta, and, and just start. so you, for not a, a fan of the series, that they did swap out his wife. Oh, uh, who so, was it before? It's Coyote Ugly Girl now. It is. It is Coyote Ugly Girl now. Um, you'll recognize her. Um, so in the first one, it's the mom from uh, Man on Fire. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't and know her name. Radha Mitchell. Oh, all right then. Yeah, I, I, w- I would have recognized her uh, from Man on Fire, but yeah, I forgot that's who pitch, it was. Pitch Black, Man on Fire, yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. But uh, yeah, apparently she did not, uh, she did not deem this one worthy of her coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably not a bad thing. It, not Not everybody wants to be tied to Gerard Butler's niche category of not quite mainstream movie release, but not quite straight to digital. And he just seems to be churning out movies in that little gray area. You know, it's funny. It was when I saw Coyote Ugly uh, in the movie. And I was like, wait, did his wife die in London has fallen? And this is a new wife. Uh, and so it, it was very confusing until I looked up on IMDb and they were this, they had the same name. So either he married oh, okay. somebody with the same name as his wife <laughs> or they, they swapped it out. Yeah. Because she seemed new. Like, she didn't know what was going on. <laughs> She's just happy to be in this role. She's just happy to be in the movie, you know? <laughs> and yeah, can can we can we please mention the uh, zero gravity pools? The zero gravity pools? Him and his dad were floating in at the end. I didn't stay for the credits. It was immediate after the credit. You didn't stay for the end credits? No. Like, as, <laughs> as soon as Morgan Freeman handed him his badge and they, like, they cut or whatever i just like i just walked out wow you missed something special Uh oh well what i miss so (laughs) so if you guys didn't see this uh please go back this is worth the rental of angel has fallen uh in credits nick nolte and uh gerard go to therapy into the zero gravity water pools to meditate and it's just is just so awkward and weird and misplaced and no clue why it's in the movie at all. Is that, I mean, okay. So they they are trying to set up a fourth one. Like, what? No, no, I mean, they, they just go and they go, Oh, let's go get our minds right. And they go float in this, these therapy chambers and nothing happens. Well, Nick Nolte mentions, shoot, did he mention that he peed or something in the pool or something? I mean, it's like, it was like a throw. It was like a throwaway line. It's like I don't know why this is in the movie. I really so don't. nothing. Nothing happens. Like no bad guys bust in. Oh, or no, nothing no, like that. not at all. No, just them floating in a in a water okay. chamber. We're gonna have to figure out 
what what is going on with that surely there's going to be some articles out there that's like what is up with the credit scene and angel has fallen because i i think i heard something coming on but like i just didn't even care because i was just like it's angel has fallen i don't care about a credit scene so i just kept walking well i meant to mention it to you but it was so fast after like you only gotten like through three credits before that it popped up there it wasn't like at the end of the movie we didn't stay for the end credits if there was something else but but this was and not even a not even a mid credit scene just beginning credit scene and uh it's it's truly something it left us on a interesting note good lord that would have made me hate this movie even more just would have been annoyed that it's a it's not even trying to set up a fourth one it just a zero gravity pool where they're just chilling i mean is it it reminds me of like a a, a bad take on maverick where like the way you're describing it with like (laughs) mel gibson and james are sitting in the bathtubs yeah without uh jodie foster coming right. in it's just them sitting in the bathtub that's basically what it is without her coming in to say oh you know that'd be fun getting it back <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i kept walking out of the it's theater. i truly it's worth it's, it just doesn't fit none of it fits and that's what made it we we're looking at each other like what the hell just happened <laughs> good lord so yeah so now that uh i've mentioned that i i am running out of things to say all right, me too. Let's let's get to it then. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? What did you rate it? I ended up giving it a two and a half. It's it's just a think it's average. average. It's just an average action movie. I mean, that's, that's being it, kind. It's it's okay. If you haven't seen a thousand action movies, you'd probably think it's okay. I mean, it's so it's so predictable. If you watch these movies before, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, argue with you if you gave it a two. Um, but well, that's what it I was, did. It was entertaining enough for me to give it a, a two and a half. And actually, I got to give a tip of the hat to Nick Nolte because I think he gave it the extra half star bump. <laughs> Jesus. I think that's too generous all around. I, I gave it a two. Nick Nolte didn't do anything for me. The whole movie didn't do anything for me. It, my bar for average is set a little bit higher than what Angel Has Fallen is doling out. So it's it's below average for me. It's it's a two. It's not good. I don't want to watch it again. Um, well, you have to now because you missed, you missed the end credit scene. So you have to go watch it now. It'll be on YouTube or something. I can find it later and, and just be <laughs> like, yep, I'm glad I kept walking out of the theater on that one. So I'm at a two. Not good. Don't recommend it. No. I'm not going to fight you on that because uh, it, it <laughs> definitely could be. <laughs> so what was your favorite part? Uh, I really struggled with this. I, I didn't really like anything about the movie. It wasn't like a movie where there's some scenes where you're like, oh, this is really good, but overall it just kind of netted out a two. No, the whole damn movie is a two. So I, I just picked the gunfight action sequence at the end, not before he, not the one with the bad guy that we ripped on, but like him trying to get to the bad guy through the hospital. I guess I was like, yeah, okay, this is... I, it's not incoherent, if that makes sense. Um, I don't want to go so far as to call it coherent, but it wasn't incoherent. And it seemed like one of the few times in the movie where I guess kind of like what you alluded to in the beginning with Olympus, where he's going through and double tapping people. I felt like maybe this was the closest we got to a legit action scene, even though it's totally forgettable in the context of most good action movies. But that, that's what I'd go with if I being forced to pick. I feel like you saw this movie out of obligation to our craft. 
Yeah, that is 1,000% true. I dreaded... I, I, I've been dreading going and seeing this since before Vegas. I was just like, I don't want to go see this movie. I just... I had no interest in seeing it whatsoever. I'm I'm annoyed with Gerard Butler. I've never liked that guy. So I just... Yeah, I, I had to go see it just to see it. Probably went in with the chip on my shoulder, and it didn't do anything to get that chip off my shoulder. 300? Yeah, I mean, that, that's fine. But... You didn't like, really, you didn't like him in 300? No, I mean he's fine in three hundred. It's not like he's I don't know, I didn't I don't think anybody in three hundred is really overly great. I think it's way, way, way style over substance, which is fine. That's what it's trying to be. And it's good. But it's not like I felt like Gerard Butler should be up for some Academy Awards after that. I mean the guy just doesn't do much for me. Interesting. Yeah. So all right, so yours, what'd you have? My favorite part was uh I mentioned it earlier was Nick Nolte continually blowing things up. And again, it it went from from the annoying to excessive and that's where it got me. Or I I then started to laugh because it was excessive and I enjoyed it because it kept going. And uh and so that's that's what ended up being my favorite scene. I can live with that. I mean, I'm glad that you picked something that you're laughing at, not something that uh you know, you actually thought was legitimate because there's just nothing there. It, it it won me over. It won me over with the excessiveness. <laughs> right. Unintentional excessiveness would be yes. what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. What was your thing that you would change then? Uh, well, first I'd change the title. Because, <laughs> of course, that's stupid. Uh, and anybody other than the vice president being the freaking mole. Because how stupid is that? Just the whole thing was predictable. So I was trying to think of which predictable thing that I would remove. And do we have to have the mole be the vice president? Right. Anybody else would have been a a step up. Yep. So that's what I'm, I removed from, from said movie. Okay. Well, I, I'm kind of there with you. I, I just said that I actually would have changed the casting. I just don't have any hope for the writing on this because the other writing was so bad that you have to change so many other things. Even if like you said, you made it the head of the secret service or whatever, that's still going to be stupidly generic better than the BP. I'll agree with you there, but I would have at least cast somebody different um, as either the friend or the VP to at least throw you off a little bit because if you're going to be generic with your writing, just don't be so generic with your casting because then you might not suspect it at least. And I'm still going to groan when it's the VP and the friend who are the bad guys, but at least maybe I'll feel like I didn't see it coming if it was somebody who I wouldn't expect. So uh, flip a coin, change the writing, change the casting. I went with change the casting. Which leads us into your casting change. Uh huh. So who did you pick? To, <laughs> did you swap out of your casting yeah. change? Uh, I who think you'll like this then? I think you'll okay. like this. Okay. I'm taking out Danny Houston as the friend. Okay. Right, the war-torn friend who goes bad, and I'm putting in somebody else who used to be a big star, but is making a killing in the straight-to-digital, not quite full-blown release movie. Got any ideas who I might be talking about? Has been in I previews don't. for a really, really bad World War II movie with Adrian Brody lately. I have not seen said uh, World War II oh, trailer. Well, I'm sure you. I, oh God, it's it's miserable. I'm going with Bruce Willie. <laughs> You think yeah. Bruce Willis uh, would have served with Gerard Butler? Yeah. I mean, have you seen? I mean, you have. I know. We've talked about this. The movies that that guy is churning out lately, they are trash. I mean, un Oh, no. I just meant age-wise. Garbage. Isn't Bruce Willis oh. close to 70? 
Eh, but he shaves his head and he's got a younger look. And Gerard Butler's looking pretty haggard and miserable too. So I mean, you know, it's a wash. But you I think made if him you, uh, yeah. vice president. <laughs> no, no, no. Bruce Willis. I mean, he, he, he played a he played a uh, brain surgeon in, right. in Death Wish. He could do we vice didn't president. Buy him as a brain. <laughs> No, he's perfect as the war-torn friend who comes in. And if you see Bruce Willis and Gerard Butler in a movie, are you really going to be thinking that Bruce Willis is the bad guy? Like, even if he's in that role where he's the friend coming in, you're going to be like, that's Bruce Willis. He's not going to go bad in a Gerard Butler movie, is he? I mean, he's way better than Gerard Butler, so surely they're not going to make Bruce Willis be a bad guy. He's never a bad guy. And then, boom, you hit him with it. So, yeah, at least they didn't really... They didn't really hit you with it in this movie. They could have done a lot better of the reveal oh, sure. that it was bad. Um, they pretty much just said, yeah, yeah, that's the bad guy. Right. But I think by casting Bruce Willis, you throw everybody off the scent for a little while. No, I, I agree. I agree. And I'm not going to argue that. I think that would be a better movie with Bruce Willis in it. And I honestly, I think you can get Bruce Willis in it. I don't think he says no. Oh, no. No, he'd love to be, you know, actually in a movie that goes to theaters. Yeah, I mean, he got glass this year, so we're, we're acknowledging that. But go look at the action movies or the other movies this guy has churned out in the last few years. Like, for every, uh, what is the one, oh my God, uh, not Death Sentence. Um, death Wish? Yeah, so for every Death Wish and Glass, there's like eight other miserable action movies that this guy throws out every year that nobody hears of and nobody watches. So I think, yeah, I, I think you can get him. For cheap. Oh, for sure. They're, they're hard to get through. I've seen a few of those on uh, Amazon Prime and Netflix. <laughs> and and it's like, well, it couldn't be that bad. And they're, they're bad. They're really mm-hmm. bad. Yep. So after this episode, please go search up the trailer. I don't know what it's called. It's like a Chinese movie that was made about World War II. And it's got him and Adrian Brody. Just please go watch that trailer and, and text me what you think. Okay, I will. I'll do that. All right. So your, <laughs> your casting change. Well, I got I got Danny out of there also because oh nice the, the, the first the first thing that I saw him in was uh, Wolverine Origins, you mm-hmm. know X Men Origins, and that that just put a sour taste in my mouth from the get go. The guy's never done anything worthy of you know even Wonder Woman when he's the fake bad guy, mm-hmm. you know it he's terrible. I don't want him in my movies at all. I even watched Thirty <laughs> Days of Night the other day and. He kind of looks like a creepy bad guy, but yeah, no, didn't, okay. didn't work for me either. <laughs> so he's just out of all movies for me. Sorry, Danny, uh, I'm done. Uh, and then so I was looking for that uh, that buddy, um, that guy, and I went with uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh yeah, he was on my list of people too. I was trying to get that right realm, so I think you're spot on with that. I went uh, when him. I thought he'd be, bring a little bit more charisma to the role, uh, a mm-hmm. little bit more interesting. Um, I could see them being pals. This guy looked like his dad, you know. I, like I just yeah. didn't, even though they may be the same age, uh, it, it didn't fit like they would even be friends at all. Yeah, I, I did. I did uh, kind of hint at uh, Sean Bean, but I decided to to stay away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I will say about Jeffrey Dean Morgan is that. He does give off a little bit of the not trustworthy vibe. So my only issue with it would have been that it's not throwing you off the scent enough of the the friend's going to be the bad guy. So and I I, I prefer want that, but it's your well pick. I I wasn't uh, well the writing doesn't even try to make it no, a, a reveal. It so right. in this particular instance, he was a better choice. 
Yep, I won't disagree. He was he was on my short list for sure. So what uh, what award did you give this? I gave it the most generic movie of 2019. Out of everything we've seen, even the bad ones, this one just didn't try. I can you know Hellboy tried, The Silence tried. You know I've seen it. So there are worse movies than Angel Has Fallen, but you know where they may have tried and failed, like Angel Has Fallen, just set it on cruise control as a two star movie and just let it go. I can't, I can't argue with that. That's, uh, it was pretty cookie cutter. Uh huh. And didn't really deviate from. Really, the only original thing that they had was the drones. Yeah, but I feel like we could probably go dig up a movie fairly quickly if we put our combined heads together to figure this out of something that's used that before. I mean, not obviously in that capacity. Maybe we're trying to assassinate somebody, but I feel like facial recognition drones. I, I feel like that's been done before. Well. I, I couldn't recall it, and I thought it was done. I mean, I didn't need them shot out of little little boom tube things. But <laughs> that's the I original. I thought part. it was. Uh, that's the original. I mean, it, so uh, I give them that. That was in the trailer, so I I expected to see that. But uh, they did a little something there. But uh-huh. no, I agree with you. It, as far as whoever wrote this is pretty uh pretty bored, I guess. Yep. And just yeah. Said, here's another. Here's another one. You know, <laughs> uninspired. Very and. I went with the the most forced title of a movie ever. Yep, I went with ever. It was just forced. Hmm. I don't like those evers. That's a that's a very very loose qualifier. <laughs> well, it. Uh, I mean, there's some movies that they they mention the name of the movie in the movie, which is always a, a great sign of a quality movie when they they say that. This guy's I mean, hard to kill. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, stop or my mom will shoot. Is that, that not forced? No, I don't. I don't think so. Because okay. I think that I think it told you what the movie was. <laughs> it, I really do. I think it told you what the movie was. And I think it was, it was a great title. And okay. you knew what you were getting into. Huh. I think you're trying, okay. to, trying to squeeze this into the has fallen somehow. And I feel like it really missed the mark. And the only... Only thing that made any sense was that throwaway line that I mentioned earlier. So that's yeah. why it was forced. I'm not saying worst title. I'm saying it's forced. Too fast, too furious. That's not forced. Or fate forced. of the furious. I mean, I mean, I mean, you may start getting down to eight and nine, whatever they're calling those now. Um, I mean, fate those, of the furious is kind of dumb. those could be contenders, but I don't think. But they don't say that in the movie. Oh god! Yeah, we just yeah. got I mean, furious. Okay, well, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if you're talking about the ones that had the throwaway lines in as part of your criteria, I'd have to do some more digging on that. But they they had to do that in order for to make the title make sense. I mean, Fast well, yeah, and Furious and Furious Eight. I mean, you know what you're you're getting out of those titles. They make sense. They're not good titles, but they make sense. This one was so forced. They had to throw a line in there to make it even come back around to make any sort of sense whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do some thinking on this one. I, I yeah. feel like I can see your point. I acknowledge it, but I feel like the, the I feel like there's some obvious ones we're not thinking of here that where well, we've found a lot I, harder. Anxiously awaiting to see your list if you can okay. come up with any. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll do some digging. You you have a trailer to watch. I have some titles to go look at. <laughs> right, right. So if you like this, what else would you like? So I didn't know if this was within our you know unwritten rules here but um i I went tv i said that if you like this movie you would like some of the later seasons of 24 because 
those got so derivative in what they were doing. We'd seen it all before. They'd done it all before. Everything was a stupid mole hunt. You always knew who the mole was. They never trusted Jack Bauer, even though he's saved the world and the president 50,000 times. He was always getting framed for something. And I felt like that's what this movie was. I felt like it was something that could have and probably is just lifted straight from like one of the last few seasons of 24. Now, and, see, and not, I, to, not to mention, I will say the action in 24 is obviously kind of generic because it's TV, so you can only do so much. And then I, I felt like the action in this was really generic and whatever. So later seasons of 24. I'll, I'll, I'll let that pass. I'll let that pass. I only saw, so I've seen season one and two, mm-hmm. and I started season three like four times, and I hate virus stuff. I hate when yep. that's the biological weapons. That's the the worst plot line if you're trying to hook me into a movie and besides tentacle monsters it, tentacle monsters you are rarely the hook and i'm usually you know blindsided by those <laughs> in the movie um but when the whole thing is centered around you know virus you know biological weapons uh, i immediately turn my brain off um especially when you combine hackers with biological weapons mm-hmm. and i'm just done and so season three i never really got past <laughs> season three uh, but no, I can definitely see where you're, where you're going with that. And Jack Bauer and uh, Jack Bauer is, is Olympus has fallen. I can see that. Yeah. Yep. It's it. I felt like it was good. So I'm glad you're giving me the grace. Cause I mean, there's a lot of movies that could have picked like the, this movie straight, like nineties action. I felt like it was kind of every Seagal Van Damme movie kind of rolled into one minus the martial arts, obviously, but like, it's just, it's so generic, but then, that that the plot was so lame and it just immediately reminded me of of twenty four. So yeah, that's it. What do you got? I, was, I said if you like this, you would like Hunter Killer. Ooh, see, you went with Gerard Butler's niche gray area. I figured if you liked uh, like Gerard Butler in this, why not Hunter Killer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just swap out one good actor in Morgan Freeman for another good actor in Gary Oldman, and then let Gerard go do his thing. There you go. That, I never saw that, re- but there's really no need to. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'd, I'm going to say that in this case, I don't care that you haven't even seen that movie. I think it's a fine recommendation. It's got to be better, right? Uh, or better? at least on I mean, par. Th- okay, there you go. Yes, I agree. It's got to be the same thing. All Gerard Butler movies in the last like three years have been the same thing. I feel like uh, there was a time in college where you had a theory of there are no bad submarine movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me that, and that, that, Dusty, is, that, is since, that has since been debunked. <laughs> yeah. We, we got a little over our skis on that one after seeing U571 and Hunt for Red October and uh, Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot there. But yeah, I mean, you, you start making bold statements like that, like, you know, uh, most forced title ever, or there are no bad submarines, <laughs> submarine <laughs> movies. You, you get yourself in some trouble there. You gotta start I give you Hunter on. Killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, hey, maybe we watch it and it's great. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's the next Crimson Tide. Maybe it's fantastic, and I will watch it at some point. Just didn't warrant a a theater going because it was only in theater for about six days. Yeah. I need, speaking of, I need to see how much this movie made. I'm sure it had to be one. I mean, there's nothing. It's out leading. Right now. It's leading the box office right now. Well, that's about to come to an end because it chapter two is coming out. So enjoy yeah. your two week late August rain, Gerard. 
Yeah, we are definitely in the the dog days of August here because it is hard to find movies that are coming out that we even want to see. Yep, but that's changing now. We're officially in September and we're going to see It Chapter 2 for next week's episode. And then we kind of hit, I think maybe we have a weird week after that, but then we really hit the ground running because we got like Rambo and Ad Astra and things really take off because you start getting into Oscar season. Joker's not too far away, so... We're through, we're through this, like you said, dog days of summer. I'm excited for It Chapter 2 and obviously Rambo and this stuff. So I, I'm ready to go. I, I need a little break, and uh, clearly I was not entertained by by this. So ready for some good stuff. So now we're back. Now you're back in the flow. we got one under our belt to get you back in, and then we'll hit a, a decent movie next. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at at Two Views Movies. You can always email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. We're there. And be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating. It helps spread the word for the show, gets us more listeners, tells everybody how much you like it. And... I think that's it. If you voted for us for the best of KC on the pitch as best local podcast, we hopefully will find out results sometime soon in the next, I would assume next few weeks, maybe next month. Once we do, we'll share those with you. But if you voted for us, thank you very much for voting and listening. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.